Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, June the 27th in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we continue year A proper week eight, which is the fifth Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Tuesday of the week, I'd like to take a look at the Psalm passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. So we find ourselves in Psalm 13. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning and when I rise, let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 13. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death and my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. This is the word of God for us. Psalm 13 is definitely a lament psalm, as the psalmist is given the license to talk about the hardships of life. And we get the heart of one of the hardest questions that we find in the Psalter is how long, right? It's a question of exasperation, right? Have you ever like had a noisy neighbor? We used to have noisy neighbors, uh, a couple of college kids, otherwise a nice family. This is college kids that would carry on. And it just seemed like since our backyard was so close that whenever they were out there till one, two, three, four in the morning, like they may as well been like in, you know, on the top floor of our house where all of our bedrooms were like and carrying on and making a ruckus. Right. And so I just remember in those moments, as trivial as that is just going, man, how long are they going to go on like this? Right. But I can imagine someone with chronic issues. Like it seems like the writer of Psalm 13 has uh, scholarship suggests this person might have a physical infirmity, according to some of the language from Psalm 13. And for those who've had lingering illnesses or chronic pain, uh, where you've been trying to treat it and it hasn't gone away, like you can certainly resonate with the words uh, of this psalm. Um, you, you feel like you've suffered enough, uh, just like the, sol- the psalmist you know, says, I've suffered enough. Right? And you're wondering how long until God does something right. And there seems to be like a communal aspect to this thing too. If you've ever been in a situation where you need care, um, you, you recognize that people, you know, they know that you need care and like maybe immediately they're there for you and they reach out and they check in on you. They bring over a casserole or two, right? And they, they're sincere. Uh, but most don't hang around very long, do they? Like they find a way to kind of move on. And even when they check in on you along the way, you know that they feel like, like you know, kind of obligated and there's nothing wrong with it, but they're just reaching out saying, I, I wonder how they're doing. And the last time we talked, things weren't so good. So let me check in again. But you can tell like they're asking, uh, they're sad, they don't know what to say, and you don't really need them to say anything specifically, but here you are, right? Like you're in their life, they're in yours. You're the one with chronic pain. They don't. And as hard as they struggle and strain to figure it out, or maybe to try to offer you a word of comfort in that moment, just kind of false faint, doesn't it? And therefore, uh, they, they turn up less and less, or maybe their replies are less and less frequent. 
um, or you give them an update and as you're typing like the update in a text message you're like man I wish I could say something different so that they would be encouraged right <laughs> so you almost start to think of like their needs over yours and it's kind of weird but like whatever like you just don't want to burden them right and there's a sense where in Psalm 13 this psalmist friends have been burdened and so they haven't really turned up and uh, there's a sense like when they walk into the room like yeah they're just not feeling the vibe anymore so this psalmist is in a really desperate and dire street and uh, they're just trying to figure out what to do next and I just love how the, the, the psalm is punctuated by a trust in God and I don't suppose it's a trivial thing or the psalmist is saying I better say this because I'm a worshiper and I would hate to like you know fail the exam that you know the theology exam but um, I just think that um, if you've been there, if you know somebody close to you who's been struggling with something for a while, um, there is this reservoir of trust that they have that's so surprising in the midst of it all, right? And they don't have to conclude that they have received this either from God's direction or indirectly from God to have like this trust. But they can say, you know, like God has done really good things for me. I don't understand why I continue to struggle. I don't know why my answer hasn't come. I'm not going to put this on God, but I am going to trust God uh, because if there's anyone who can um, administer care and comfort to me, it's God. And so, um, yes, he's able to hear all my lament and he's also here to care for me. Like there's like this, that's how generous and benevolent this God is, right? This is great uh, passage from Pete Enns and Temper Longman. They talk about the, the lament Psalms and just how therapeutic they are. Because it allows a person to vent straight to God instead of like on Facebook, right? Where it's, it can be, you know, it's good to know what's going on in people's lives, sure. But it's also like kind of uncomfortable when someone airs the grievance or they air the issue out there. Um, or to take it out of somebody else to try to like put on a happy face. But then when they get home, uh, they could, you know, get mad at the dog at the drop of a hat or... There's like an upcharge um, at the restaurant, like 50 cents for ranch, and they just absolutely fly off the handle. You're like, okay, that, like this is more than the ranch. Like there's a thing under the thing here, right? So one of the operative things, one of the pastoral things about lament is that we can vent to God, like in all the brutal honesty. And God absorbs it, and it vanishes. And therefore, our soul can be tended to and our community doesn't have to be weighed down with some of this kind of this unprocessed stuff that we got going on inside. And so uh, maybe you've been told, maybe I've been told along the way, like when you go to pray, like you need to have all the prayer together and it needs to be, you know, full of light and airy theological languages. Like, you know, it's got to be like King James tone in order for it to count. And that's simply not the case. Aren't you glad that we've got Psalm 13? It gives us the window and like, actually, you can just let it rip to God, like all of the hard stuff. And um, not only will God hear it, not only will God like attend to it, but there's also like this interesting benefit of venting, of getting it out, of not keeping it trapped inside, but allowing it to burst so that we can sit in it and allow God's comfort and um, and, and God's uh, guidance to be uh, revealed to us in the midst of it. So... Um, Psalm, Psalm 13 ultimately gives us a license to be real, to bring that reality to God, and then also to have the opportunity to leave it there and to say, okay, after that's all been said, I know I can go back again and do it again as long as it takes. And I can find another constructive way alongside that 
to continue to walk this out until God answers. That's why I love Psalm 13. It's a gift. So may we use it as a gift for us. And may we use it as we allow our souls to rise to meet God this morning in a time of prayer. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pour all of our heart out to you, the heart that is rejoicing this morning, the part of our hearts that's also grieving, the part of our heart that's dismayed, the the part of us that says, how long, how long do I need to deal with this frayed relationship? How long do I need to deal with this chronic pain in my body? How long do, do I need to walk in bewilderment? How long until I get an answer for what I need to do for my next job uh, since I'm just needing something else uh, in my occupation? So we just, we can, I'm, just, I'm just so glad. I'm, we are so thankful for the license that we can pour our, all, all of our heart to you. So as we do so, God, we thank you for the comfort that you hear us, that you don't deny these types of prayers but that you love these types of prayers because you love us and you love us particularly as we're real before you and as we humble ourselves. And so God, may you find within all of us in the times that we rejoice and the times that we struggle, a humble and lowly heart, one that is open to receive you, one that's open to grow. And so as we offer our lament to you, either their personal laments that we might have or the corporate laments that we might have in church community as we struggle together, Uh, with profound issues within our community. God, we just simply pray that you'd hear us, that you'd absorb the pain, and that we would sense that you're with us as we pray to you this morning. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.